Mind of Man, Mind of God, number 15. It's been a while. Oh, what day is it? It's uh, it's a Sunday, Reiner. It's Sunday, October 29th, a couple days from Halloween, 2006. So it's been a while, Dave. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I was at a uh, uh, like a Halloween type uh, thing last night. They had uh, some belly dancers and uh, a bunch of people um, walking around in crazy costumes. So uh, I think it, it's it's probably good that we're doing a spiritual religious show <laughs> to battle the decadence and demonic forces that. I was witnessing last night. So. Really? <laughs> no, not really. I'm just exaggerating. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what Esther said when she was there. I shouldn't diss Tucson, right? Filled with hippies and Mexicans? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's hippies and Mexicans. And um, what else is here? Uh, old, old, old people. Old people. Yeah, retired people. She didn't oh. she, she didn't mention that, but... So you were hanging out with mostly the hippie types, right? The yeah, so- well, that, I mean, they don't have anything to do, so it's easy to hang out with them. So Yeah, the social fringe. <laughs> well, that's, that's where I'm more comfortable, I frankly. See. I guess so. Just like Jesus. It's true. He hung around with the, the crazy Another people. similarity between me and Jesus. <laughs> yes, another one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, the list, I'll just add that one to the list. That's true. There's just so many. <laughs> I've lost count. Me too. <laughs> Speaking of... I, Decadence. I was in New York City last weekend. That was fun. Was it decadent? Well, of course it is. But, you know, it's also, it's everything. It's decadent. It's profound. Uh, it, it's, it's the whole gamut. You're going to go out there and visit your daughter, aren't you? I, I keep wanting to. I've not made it yet. Oh, you got to go. It's, it's, it's a trip. I mean, I was there four hours. By the time I went through the Lincoln Tunnel to get to New Jersey, I was like breathing, you know, probably because I'm used to being in Tucson where we're about uh, 15 notches lower in terms of pace. So it was quite a, you know, jump quantum leap for me in terms of energy. But but I, you can't beat New York. I mean, it's crazy. In terms of what? Hmm? What are you sp- talking about? What, crap in the air? Is that what you're saying? Or no, what? just the energy. I mean, it's just, oh. you know, like going to Vegas. I don't know if you have this response, but when, when I'm in Vegas for three days, I start to get kind of fried. I mean, my, my circuits get fried. And I'm just saying being in New York is the same sort of thing. I'm used to a certain pace being in Tucson. You're probably used to a certain pace being where you are, too. You go there, it really gets kicked up a notch, energy, energy level, anyway. Ah, pace. So, uh, I see. Yeah, but anyways, um, that's when I went to a wedding, and that was kind of crazy. The the bride, the groom, was a uh, he's a tattoo artist and a rock musician, so... There's a lot of crazy people there, and <laughs> kind of interesting. Does he does he have some CDs out? He might. I, it's called Loudmouth. I don't know. Why don't you, if you if you get a chance, look on the internet. They may have something out. That's the name of his band, Loudmouth. That sounds. Stephanie would probably know. She's into all that indie music stuff. So mostly, they the band does covers of other people, but they're, they've they've played a fair amount, I think, in New York and in Boston and Philly. So. Uh, they're they're probably they might be kind of known on the club circuit kind of there, but uh, I'm I'm not I and I think they might have a CD or two out there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm I'm dealing with uh, existence. It's you know. <laughs> Ex- existence can be rough. I know. 
but I'm trying to just go ahead and buck up and say, okay, I'm going to do something. And I figure if I do something every day, then that'll be a good thing. <laughs> you're, you're better off at the end of a week than doing nothing each day. Eh. You've got five things that you've done at the end of the week. You do one thing per day. It's true, even though I'm usually not motivated to do any of them, but I go, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, there's all kinds of motivation. There's the motivation that comes from internally, something you really want to do, and then there's the motivation that comes externally. If you don't do this, you're going to be in even more crap. So there's that kind of motivation. Yeah, you know, that's the one I usually work on, except I got to the point where I just don't care. So <laughs> that's why I'm having to... Oh, you know, that's bad. That's why I'm having to go to the sheer force of will kind of thing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's bad when that happens. Yeah, that happens, but... <laughs> Well, I know. So, anyways, we got an abbreviated show today because uh, I'm going to church. Uh, so, you know. Wow. God, I'm telling you, it's it's amazing. So, um, so what are we talking about? I don't know. We decided that we want to do a new format, but we've not been motivated enough to come up with it. So, we're going to talk about the readings, right? We're going to talk about the readings, but we're going to do it in a very quick and concise manner. Well, we should actually expand this part, but anyway. Yeah, what we should do is compress this other crap, but anyway. Oh, the other stuff that we talked about. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we just looked at the readings, and they were about something random, but the gospel was, uh, what, Jesus giving sight to the blind Bartimaeus, sitting there yelling at him, hey, buddy, people yelling at him, telling him to shut up, and Jesus said, come on over here. What do you want? He says, I want to see, okay, go ahead. And then I thought that was relative, you know, to the psalm, which said what? Did it say? It said uh, that was the deal about uh, God's going to save his people. Yeah, God does good things for us. Let's be filled with joy. That's right. And then you seem to think you had some comment about that. I did. Well, I was really, I was really uh, pissed off at God this week uh, because I, I have this insomnia problem, and it's it's sort of a groundhog day situation where I wake up at like three in the morning or four in the morning and then I can't get back to sleep. And then I go through the day and I'm exhausted or, you know, I'm more, more or less on autopilot for a lot of the day. And I've tried all these things and nothing worked, blah, blah, blah. So I was, I was pretty aggravated. So I, you know, I got pissed off at the big guy. And, um, Although last night I slept, so I, I had a really good night's sleep, and now I feel better, and now I feel embarrassed for being all, you know, aggravated with God. So, um, so is this somehow God's fault? Is that what you're saying? I think so. Well, you know, I, I thought that I, I was saying a lot of bad things. I thought, well, you're just doing it for his, you know, really doesn't give a rat's toot about my sleep. So I, I was in that kind of mode, like, um, yeah. When you, when you don't get sleep, you, you get stupider too. But. Oh my God. <laughs> God ever, and uh, so I think that that reading has you know has some relevance to me because that idea that it, it may not happen how you think it's going to happen, and you don't know how it's going to happen, or when it's going to happen, or why it's going to happen. I mean, e even when in in the throes of my being irritated and and you know mad, I was aware of the fact that I'm a puny little creature in a massive multiverse, and that I don't really have the whole picture, although it doesn't really matter that you don't have the whole picture when you're just dealing with something, uh, you know, 
just remain to your own situation because you don't care about the whole picture. But, I mean, I did have that rudimentary awareness that I'm probably not seeing the whole thing here, but it, you know, like I said, didn't really matter because it was so exhausting. But uh, I guess that that's a good thing to keep in mind that you know, things can happen, not how you think they're going to happen or when they're going to happen. Um, it's on some other time schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I must say that that sort of happened to me too because, uh, you know, we haven't done this for a while, but I've talked to you anyway, and I've been kind of, you know, less than uh, psychologically optimal, don't you think? <laughs> oh, I think we could say that. <laughs> fearing being wrong. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so, the, you know, I was kind of going, I was like, okay, I give up. Um, I'll just do random things. And a lot of times when I do that, I say, I go to God and say, and I use actually when I don't do this, I end up in trouble of saying, "Okay, I don't know what I'm doing, what's going on." Okay, God, why don't you just do something and you know whatever that we're supposed to do? Because I have no clue, and which of course is always true, but I don't always think that way. Right. Anyway, so I was in a you know screw it all kind of a mentality and went, "Okay, I'm gonna lose no matter what. I give up." And and when I and just having done that, it, it's been like okay, th and things have happened that I wouldn't have expected, or, or I would have said, you know, the answer will never be this, and yet things happen, and you go, wow, that's not what I was looking for at all, but yeah. it helps. <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Did, did we use this analogy before here about the the monkey, how they trap monkeys? We talk about that. I, I've never heard that. Oh, in in some country, it may be South America. They trap monkeys by putting a piece of food into a, a gourd. They have a gourd. They hollow it out. They attach it to. They anchor it some way, and then they put some food in the gourd. And there's a little hole that the monkey can put their hand into. Sure, we didn't talk about this. Maybe I saw someone else. And the deal is, they put their hand in there. And then they grasp the food, and then they can't take their hand out because their hand is grasping the food. If they would let go of the food, then they could get their hand out and they could escape. But the, the fact that they won't let go of that food, they can't get their hand out, and then they get caught, and then they get eaten probably or sold or whatever happens to them when they get caught. So I think it's sort of an analogy of what happens in terms of us having an open hand life. You know, we have this, I often get in these odd mental cul-de-sacs where I can't figure things out and I think it's, well, it's got to be either A, B, or C, and I'm holding on to A, B, or C, and A, B, or C are just kind of circulating around. Well, I go to one, that doesn't work, B, then I think, go back to A, maybe that's going to work. But I'm so, so holding on to my own idea of what the solution is that I don't let go, and therefore I'm stuck. Yeah, and then you're mad. Why isn't the, aren't these things happening? Exactly. Where's my A, B, or C? Right. It's got to be either A, B, or C. Right. And the answer is elemental P. Exactly. <laughs> or the or the answer is uh, Pittsburgh. You know, it could be something completely different than... Yeah, or, 40, 42. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but, you know, I, I know that it's, it's difficult to do that because we, by nature, are, are problem solvers and, and want to figure it out and use those huge frontal lobes that we have for something. And, um, but 
I should say it doesn't work that well too often. Often it doesn't, I should say. That That's an interesting thought there, you Mr. Frontal Low person. <laughs> only, oh, well. Only because I've been reading this book. Yeah? About um, why we love by Helen Fisher, an anthropologist. Oh, really? And she's hey. ta- talking all about these dopamine and norepinephrine and... Uh, reduce serotonin levels that affect your brain patterns and all this. So. Oh, yeah. So I'm vaguely learning this. I've been annoying Debbie with it because she's a psych major, too. I said, yeah, and you know, this is and this, and she laughs. I go, yeah. She says, Reiner's been reading. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, reading again. Yeah, what's the matter? Holy, holy crap, you're reading again. I know, so. <laughs> I told you about that reading. I know. Uh, so is the premise that there's a biochemical reason or biochemical reasons? Yeah, she, she, it, it was real interesting for a while because she talked about all the, you know, in the various brain centers and how they're affected. And, and there's an inverse relationship between the levels of dopamine and norepinephrine versus serotonin. And, right. and the reduced levels of serotonin in this center make you obsess. And it's... Yes, for instance, one funny thing she said, yes, like if you, you know, scan people who are in love versus people who are OCD, they look the same, which she said, so it's hard to tell the difference between love and insanity or something, I don't know, mental illness, and I went, yeah. Mental illness. But, but I mean, so, you know, I, I found that entertaining, but then she got stupid about um, evolution and I don't know. Now, now she's just boring me with really made up theories i don't know sure (laughs) well i think that sort of thing is interesting to the extent that it explains certain mechanisms but i I think a lot of times they go too far and try to explain everything and they try to (laughs) exactly that that was my point i was looking for mechanisms to try and explain some stuff going on in my head And, and i'm just using it as data and she's trying to explain the universe with it, and I'm going, I, no. <laughs> so. no I, I, there's some book out about uh, the, the, something like it's called The God Delusion or something, and I haven't read it. I, saw, I heard the guy interviewed, and, and it, it's sort of, that sort of thing is always really interesting to me, how people will try to explain away things scientifically. There, there seems to be a, a certain group that always want to uh, reduce the universe into measuring cups. And, 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 and I can understand that's what science does. I mean, they're trying to yes. un- understand. I, I, I get that. But I, I think there's another way of, of approaching science where you have an openness to the possibility that there is a spirituality, there's something in, There's something beyond the, the mechanistic material world. Exactly. I don't, I don't doubt the mechanisms, but I don't think that's all there is. Right. Right. So. It's never made sense to me. I mean, you know, you know, and I think, like these sort of books, they, they kind of take this tack of, well, people need this sort of belief to, to allay their fears. And, you know, they, they explain it in a way as like uh, an anxiety-reducing, like, uh, religion and, and spirituality is basically an anxiety-releasing or reducing mechanism. And, and that kind of an annoys not Not because I don't think there, there's a, a germ of truth to it, but... 
Right. It's it's not that it doesn't reduce your thing, but it isn't causal, you know? Right. I mean, it's, yes, if I actually have faith in God, it reduces my stress, but that doesn't mean that that's its sole, you know? Well, for me, I, I've always looked at the world, and it created this huge curiosity. Where did this come from? How does something like this spring, on a very primal, basic level, is this... My, my my flashlight over there on the table, that all came from nothing? I mean, it just that, that's a random event, and it wound up in that flashlight that's on my table. It, it, the whole thing seems a little ridiculous. It always, it never never seemed, I, I never understood people that thought, well, yeah, things, it's just always been here, and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I always go to the next question, well, like, why has it always been here? You know, exactly. I, I, I don't understand how people don't go to that next question, I guess. But, I know, okay, well, we beat that subject enough. Because you're going to need to go out the door, so do we want okay. to talk about anything else? Or, Well, I guess, <laughs> are we still talking about how this all relates to food? Well, that occurred to me. <laughs> all right. Well, you could take a shot at it Man. while I'm thinking of something. <laughs> yeah, that's what... While I'm come, pulling something out of my derriere. Yes, I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> oh. oh, well, I, certainly we're talking about... I, you know, I, I, I guess I have a thing here. I kind of wonder... You know, when you're in a you're in a, a game and say you're losing, and I, I can lose. relate to that. Uh, yeah, it's happened. <laughs> I know it's happened once or twice when we played. We yeah. lost, right? Yeah. Okay, but it, it, I've also had the experience where you know it, it, you win sometimes, and, and it's like, well, why did I win that one? I can't believe that I won that. How did that happen? Like you're liberated somehow. Something loosens up. Something happens when you don't care so much. When you just sort of let go of the uh, the need to control the outcome, there's sometimes some type of miracle happens. It's true. And then it's like the psalm where God does things for us and we are filled with joy. Exactamundo. <laughs> but, okay, cool. All right. That's so there enough. we go. That's it for today, folks. Uh, yeah, and, and we might have this broadcast since we have all new hardware and software, so let's see what we get. <laughs> we'll see how it sounds and... Um, Okay. All right. I'm good. Thanks. All right. We'll see you later. All right. We're out.